live on American Family Radio. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. More than 65 million Americans right now are struggling as they care for a vulnerable loved one. Are you one of them? If you are, you're in the right place. This is the nation's number one show for this. And we are here to equip you to stay healthy and strong as you take care of someone who is not. And we're glad that you're with us. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840 if you want to be a part of the show. And the website is hopeforthecaregiver.com if you want to see uh, more information about what we do and and check out past shows on our podcast. It's free. You can go out there right now. We've got well over 500 episodes and plenty of information to help you in the loneliness and the isolation that is caregiving. And we understand that I'm bringing 35 years of experience and uh, wisdom that has been learned the hard way. Uh, things that I've had ample opportunity to make shoot, so many mistakes. And yet it is uh, in those mistakes is when we learn and when we see and when we experience God's provision. And uh, I'm offering what Paul says in Corinthians, the same comfort that I depend upon from the God of all comfort to comfort one another in our afflictions. And that is uh, people have done that for me and now I'm doing it here on this program, and we are so glad that you're with us. I'd like to start off with a hymn, a song, and we're going to talk about what this text means in this hymn uh, to us as family caregivers. And this is a simple chorus. If you know this, 888-589-8840. And I'm going to step over here to the caregiver keyboard. And uh, this is this may be too easy for y'all, but that's okay. It's a, the, the the message is poignant. So here you go. Ready? Do you know this You know that hymn. It's a it's a classic. It's very simple, but we need simple as caregivers. Simple helps guide us back to the path when we get lost and when we get disoriented. 888-589-8840 if you know that and I'd like for you to tell me why it's important to you. What what memory you attach with that? 888-589-8840. When I was in college years ago in Nashville, I worked for a very famous singer and um, out at their farm. And they had this, this really long driveway and this huge plantation-style house on the farm. I mean, it was gorgeous. And along the, highway, along the driveway, they had all these trees. 
<clears throat> and um, in big, beautiful trees. And this singer contracted with a tree company um, to come out and do some work on the trees and, and trim them up and, and clean them up a little bit. And so this man came out there with the crew, and I, was, I saw all this was going on, and uh, he came out with his crew, and, and she was off on tour or doing something, whatever. But he, she comes back, and he had cut these trees back um, pretty significantly. And it, it looked pretty severe, actually. It looked pretty harsh. And she had a meltdown. I mean, she really was upset about this and and called the tree guy and and really kind of lit into him and made him stop and all that kind of stuff. And here's this guy, this veteran guy who knows his business, and he he listened to this woman, very famous woman, a lot of money, all this kind of stuff, and he listened to her, you know, berate him about his business and all that kind of stuff. And she was emotional and hysterical and all the things involved. And then he quietly said, you don't understand. You don't understand what this is going to look like next year and how this is going to affect these trees for their life. And they parted ways. And I, I don't know whatever happened if there was ever any kind of uh, reconnection. But the next year, those trees looked spectacular. I mean, it was stunning what they looked like. And it, it, the, the old man knew what he was doing. He simply knew his business, and he knew what he was doing. And it just, I don't know, for whatever reason, that's, and I could still see those trees. They were cut back so sharply and, and severely. And it, it, they did look bad. They did look bad. Oh, but you should have seen them the next spring. And the springs after that. The, the, the transformation was just extraordinary. And I think about that a lot when I think about us as, as caregivers. And when we sometimes catch a glimpse of ourselves in the midst of the, the challenges, and I would imagine that many of us feel like those trees that were just cut so severely, and we look so pitiful and permanently damaged. Are we able to trust that God knows what he's doing like that tree surgeon did? Like that, like that guy who's been doing this his whole life. And he knew this. And he, and he calmly listened to the hist histrionics of this very famous person and said, you don't understand. Just wait. Just wait. I don't know. I never I never found out, like I said, what, what she did and how she responded when she saw it. 
I, I don't know. Um, I moved on with, you know, in my life and I never went back and had that conversation again. I'm, and next time I see her, maybe I will. But I, I know this, that I saw them and I was stunned. And I think that as caregivers, we, we are so locked into what we're seeing in the moment and it looks so bleak. I was talking to a friend yesterday and looking at with, with situations with her parents. And she's like, my life is over. And I was able to just, just listen and, and quietly respond, no, it's not. And any more than any of us as caregivers. This is our life as we care for someone. It's not necessarily an easy life, and it's not something that we we love doing. But it's not necessarily bad life either. And just like those trees, it may look bleak. But wait till spring comes. And it will. And it does. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberg. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We'll be right back. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God. It gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling. The whole idea of In His Image has moved me. We actually had one gentleman contact us and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community. And this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same sex attracted couple contact us and they said after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what. And they said, please, Please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to faith in Jesus through In His Image. To find out more, visit inhisimage.movie. Hi, I'm Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. 8 Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have helped 7,000 families rebuild their homes for free after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. Our rapid response ministry is busier than ever. With 40 deployments over the last four years, we've been able to minister to so many when it mattered most. It's completely free to serve with us. We provide your food and lodging when you volunteer. There's countless opportunities for any skill set and any skill level. We spend multiple weeks with those that have lost so much by cutting trees, tarping roofs, mucking out houses, and so much more. Consider joining us on our next outreach. You will never be the same. For more information about 8 Days of Hope, please go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com.
Welcome back to Hope with the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver, and we are so glad that you're with us. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840 if you want to be a part of the show, and we're glad to have you with us. This is um, This show is designed specifically to help individuals who are in the midst of the craziness of their life. And they are, uh, as caregivers, and they are trying to see anything positive that is going on. What does it look like to stay healthy and strong while you're a caregiver? And part of that is a, a leap of faith on your part as a caregiver to recognize there's more going on than you can possibly realize. And that the promises of God are true and faithful, and he's not going to abandon you. He's not going to, to you know, leave you hanging in this. What he says, he will do. If you are in Christ, this is what he says, and this is what he'll do. If you're not in Christ, this is what he says, this is what he'll do. Jeremiah 30, 17 For I will restore health to you, and your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord, because they have called you an outcast. It is Zion for whom no one cares. And he's talking about the captivity that was going on. But that principle of God, I will restore health to you. Your wounds I will heal. 1 Peter 5.10, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And to go back to that tree surgeon at that home I was talking about in Nashville of this this star, and he cut those trees back so severely that the person who hired him, this star, said, you're crazy. Look at what you've done, and we're just crying and everything else. And he said, wait till next spring. Now I'm saying to you as a caregiver, are we? Are you in that place where we're just thrashing about, saying, "Oh my gosh, what look at what you've done"? Because I would say to you, Scripture says, "Hang tight," and that's what the, this song is all about that we did today. Donna in Ohio, Donna, good morning. I'm gonna let you. Um, actually, Rick, can you patch that through? Because my, there we go. There's Donna. You there with me, Donna? Hello. Hey, Donna. There you are. Sorry, we had a little bit of connectivity problem here. I don't know what was going on with that. But uh, Donna, do you know the song? I think I do. Sounded like um, One Day When Jesus Comes. No, ma'am. That was not it. No, no, that was not it. This is something a little different. It was... um,
that's um, Bill Gaither. But it was not that one, not not one day when Jesus would come. But you know what? That's a good one, too. So I, I And I do appreciate you calling on that one, Donna. Uh, let me go. Um, my call screen software is a little bit wonky this morning. Um, not sure what's going on with that. But we'll uh, we'll see if we can't get that fixed. But yeah, that's this song that Bill Gaither did is such a um, an anthem for where we are as believers to recognize that there's there's something going on that we can't see. And uh, Steve in uh, Illinois, Steve, good morning. How are you feeling? Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm just lovely. Tell me how you're doing. I'm doing great. Uh, the name of that song is Something Beautiful by Bill and Gloria Something, something Beautiful, Bill and Gloria. Who, uh, yes. He, I think she was a, uh, I'm not sure, one of them was an English teacher. I, I don't know who that was. Uh, which I one think was. she was. She was, yes. she was. And, yep. um, but there's a key word in that song. And it, by the way, if you still know the song and you want to tell about this song and why it's important to you, why it's special to you, Please do so, because we're going to talk about that throughout the whole show. So even if somebody else has already got the song, like Steve, I, I want to talk about this as caregivers, because the text of this song is is where I wanted to land. All my confusion, okay. he understood. Yeah. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. And if you go back and look at um, a lot of Gaither's songs, they wrote words with brokenness, strife, shackles, you know, and, and things such as that because he recognized the, the bondage and the disorder that we have. And what we what we bring to Christ is basically a mess. And so tell me, tell me, Steve, do you, why is this song important to you? I, I came to the Lord out of uh, going through many years of, of deep depression. It was one evening very late, and I was contemplating ending my life. And uh, it, it, it's, I tried everything for treating this depression and medication, and, and uh, I'd had people witness to me about the Lord. But it was in a time of desperation that I had found a, uh, in my office uh, late one evening, I found a, a gospel track that somebody had put there many, many years ago that uh, I say now I don't know why I kept it. Usually when I saw those things and laying around, I'd pick them up throw them away. But I had kept that, and uh, I, I placed it in the drawer, and I'm, I'm so desperate, I'm just grasping for anything. And I went to the drawer, and there it is. And the name, I still remember the name of the gospel track. It says, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. And it had a mm. salvation prayer in it. And I read that prayer. And I gave my life to the Lord, and that's is the beginning. It was a kind of a long road out of it, but that was kind of the beginning of a long road out of that deep depression that I've been in for many, many years. And uh, he made, as as the song goes, he made something beautiful in my life. Indeed, and that that's a great story. And I think that hopefully will be an encouragement to folks who who uh, have deposited the Word of God into people's lives, and you never know what He's going to use or what He's going to recall to mind with someone. And our, our job is to be faithful and just to share it. And uh, I love that story of, of you, Steve, because I, I know that a lot of people right now are indeed um, that are listening to this show, they're, 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 they're struggling with depression, they're, they're, they're so beaten down 
that there, you know, and, and there are people listening to the show that have con- considered taking their life and making very dark choices. And, and one of the things I say about family caregivers is that the isolation we're in leads to very dark thoughts. Amen. And this is why I, uh, one of the reasons I do the show is because this network is able to get into places that maybe others can't. And there are people who are um, uh, in listening right now in prison and, and, and so forth. And, and so we wanted to be able to provide a, a way that people could hear this great gospel um, in, and in a way they could understand in that isolation, in those dark thoughts. So thank you for reminding us of that, Steve. And I do appreciate very much the call and for you getting that. Linda in Virginia. Good morning, Linda. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm doing okay today. Are you sure? Well, it comes and goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to talk about on that? Well, I mean, the It sounds like it's pretty heavy on is. your mind. Well, it is because my husband is is toward the end of Alzheimer's, and so, and the song um, hits home because he helped God make something beautiful of my life. Um, it was through him who, I mean, he helped God redeem. Well, let me let me rephrase that. Away from me. God. Let's let's rephrase that. God redeemed what was taken away through you through your husband. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and, and your absolutely. husband, you know, submitted himself to the Lord and was used mightily, evidently, by God to to help redeem and restore things in your life. But it was God yes. all along. Oh yes, and, I believe and, that. And and he's the one who sustains us today even as we go through this valley of the shadow of death. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was God. And so that song, um, yes, I, I didn't believe that there was anything beautiful in my life, even though I was married and, and had a family and because of abuse when I was young. And... God has restored all that and made something beautiful of our lives, even as we're now 70 and and spent the last 12 years dealing with Alzheimer's. Um, he's still making something beautiful. He is. Yeah. And um, like those trees that were cut back so severely. Yes. It looks harsh. Yes. Alzheimer's yeah. is harsh, and it yeah. looks this way, and we don't understand it, and we certainly don't like it. Right. And, and we I trust him to wait till I spring. I, yeah. <laughs> and I haven't always been beautiful as I've dealt with it either. But Well, <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I, join, I join you in that sentiment. I really do. And, um, mm-hmm. you know what, Linda, we're going to go to, we got to go to a break. Uh, we're up against a hard okay. time and, and, um, can you, can you hang on through the break? Sure. Would you hang, would you hang with us a little bit? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. All right. Don't go away. This is Peter Rosenberg, and this is Hope for the Caregiver. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. Did you know that he can take all that confusion, all that brokenness, all that strife, and make something beautiful of your life? That's our song today. That's our message every day. We'll be right back. Bishop E.W. Jackson is on a mission. Some people are just embarrassed to be Americans. That, that's a big problem. I mean, I've heard people say that. They're embarrassed to be Americans. I'm not embarrassed to be American. I love my country. I'm, I'm thankful to God that I'm an American. I'm thankful to God to live in this land of freedom and opportunity and hope. And I'm fighting to make sure that that never changes. The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson every weekday at noon central on AFR or catch the podcast at AFR.net. We come to God with our pious platitudes and we do all of our praying on the surface while down in here we're hurting desperately. And somehow the best friend we have in the world, the one who has created us and redeemed us, has never yet heard the cry of our heart. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for God's heavenly cure for loneliness on the next Turning Point Weekend Edition. Listen to Turning Point, Sunday mornings at 7 o'clock Central on American Family Radio. From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge, defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Davis. Under a recently passed law by New Hampshire, state government is prohibited from imposing harsher restrictions on houses of worship than other essential institutions amid a state of emergency. Now signed, House Bill 542 states that houses of worship can continue operating to the same or greater extent as other businesses operating during times of emergency. Pacific Justice Institute applauds this move to uphold religious freedom as PJI has been on the front lines to keep church doors open during the pandemic. Join PJI in a prayer of thanksgiving for the protection of churches. Learn more about our ministry and get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org. Remember the website, pji.org. I want to tell you right now, I'm not afraid to say how you put this love in my heart. There are some times when I doubt, but you always find me out. You put this love in my heart. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver and understand that he does put this love in our heart as Keith Green. And we are able to do these things because of the inexhaustible love of God, not because of our own abilities, because we fizzle out. Um, you know, some of us can stand on our heads for three months, but when you start doing this thing for years, decades, it, it, you're, you're going to run out. You're going to run out. And we need to understand that our source comes from God in this. And uh, I love that song. We are talking with uh, Linda in Virginia. And Linda, uh, thank you very much for hanging on through the break. Those of you just now joining us, Linda has been taking care of her husband with Alzheimer's. And her husband was such a uh, a wonderful um, person of support and, and love and acceptance with her as she did not feel beautiful, as she did not feel that she was doing much of anything other than 
struggling in, in dark places, and now she's been taking care of him these 12 years with Alzheimer's. And this is a very... This is a painful place, Linda. It, it just is. And and yeah. I think that I speak for all that are listening is that we, we recognize that and we see the magnitude of what you, you have to look at and deal with. And we hurt with you. Those of us who know what it's like to care for someone um, who is struggling mightily and um, we're losing them. It, it is a it is a very painful thing. And so I would say that we mourn with those who mourn and we grieve with those who grieve. And our hope is is not that somehow who that we're going to, you know, get happy, happy, happy all the time, time, time. That we're going to get our blessing breakthrough and, and all this stuff as you hear somebody um say from from the T V pulpits and so forth. We've already got our breakthrough. And our breakthrough came at the cross. And that puts all of this in perspective. And that's what gives us the courage to trust him that we can wait, as I said about that tree surgeon who told that lady, mm-hmm. he said, look, wait till spring. Yeah. And I don't know if she had the patience to do it or not. I don't know if she what she thought when those things came back the next spring. But I know what I saw when I drove by there and I saw that it was like, Wow. And so, Linda, I would say to you, if a tree surgeon, if a tree guy in Nashville, Tennessee, gets that concept, how much more does our Heavenly Father when he looks at you, Linda? Mm-hmm. And as you go through this. What's, um, what's another song that means something to you as you go through this journey with your husband? Um, I love these songs every Saturday, um, and I really hadn't heard the one about the treasure um, until you played it a couple weeks ago, <coughs> and that that has become one that I and I play when I go see him uh, when I'm sitting with him and play his music. I play that one, and now I now play I'm resting. That's that's become a good one, but you know all the old hymns, um, you know, blessed assurance and and the faithfulness of God and. I, I love these hymns, and and I, you know, as I thought about this over and over, I mean, when you think about live radio shows and so forth, so many of the programs out there are meant to be so fast paced and frenetic, and and, and you got to just hit people with the fire hose. And I decided something different on this on this program because I know my audience, mm-hmm. I know my fellow caregivers, I know me. And I don't need the fire hose. I need to hear these these hymns played in a way that makes yeah. sense to me as I watch somebody suffer. Right. And, and and so you you are just such a dear for for you know 
enjoying that and saying that, you know, and, rem- and uh, remembering these things. And I do appreciate it very much. Um, these, these things mean something. They were written by people who, who walked through painful things and, um, and lived to sing about it and lived to play about it and lived to write about it. And so that's why I do it. And, uh, if you have a request of one that you want me to do, I'll be glad to do it. You know, this week or today, if I can figure it out today, I'll do it today for you. But <laughs> if you got something you want me to do for a following show, Linda, all you have to do is ask. And uh, in fact, okay. what I'd like to do, if it's all right with you, um, I'd like to put you on hold and have Rick get your uh, information and, and I'll send you a copy of my CD, Songs for the Caregiver. And I put a lot of these hymns on there. I have it yeah. already. You have it, I okay? Have it well, I've already downloaded them. Yeah. Well, then, I then, have those then you're and okay. I have then. Your books. Yeah, they've been well, very helpful. I would well, thank you. I would love to to be able to play for you, and and um, I've I've been into nursing homes, um, and played for a lot of folks who are dealing with Alzheimer's and their families and so forth, and what I'm stunned by, every time is that even though somebody is looking out the window listlessly and they and, and you, 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 there's just a vacant look on their face, mm-hmm. they remember the text of these hymns. I, I was, um, I was my, my uncle recently passed away, my mother's brother, and he was dealing with dementia and Alzheimer's. And they sent a video over uh, to the family and it showed him there and there was somebody with a guitar and they were playing Amazing Grace. And... He barely knew who my mother was. Uh-huh. Um, his, his 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 only sister, his treasured sister. They were very close, and I don't think he really even knew who she was. But when they were playing "Amazing Grace," he was singing the lyrics. Uh-huh. And um, you know, I've had um, I've interviewed uh, Kim Campbell, uh, Glenn Campbell's wife, uh, in his later years of Alzheimer's that she was taking care of, and, and they said that music was really about the last thing to go. And there's something about the the power of music that kind of embeds itself in our soul, and that's mm-hmm. why I I play these hymns and these songs because I want people to have this when when the when it gets very brutal for us, um, uh, when the when the going is so tough that the simplicity of this song, something beautiful, something good, all my confusion he understood, all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. And it's like you admitted, you know, there were times when I wasn't very beautiful during this. And let me tell you something, Linda. I am, <laughs> whew, when you are the crash test dummy of caregivers like I am, you know, I mean, I look, I cringe over so much of my journey with this. But even that, the cringe moments, he restores that. He was a carpenter and he doesn't even waste the sawdust. Mm-hmm. And as a friend once told me, our God is the greatest junk collector in the universe. <laughs> and he restores things that we think there's no possible way it can ever yeah. be redeemed or ever be restored or ever be anything beautiful. And um, that, is, that is why I do the show, to, to pass on that message that people have deposited in my life. Yeah. And now in my 35th year of this, I see these principles and you go back in scripture and you realize these promises he made are true and he is doing that. So Linda, thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. And and any hymn that you want, you call in. I'll, I'll figure it out. Okay. I, if I have to learn it on air, make a few mistakes, I'll, that's okay. I'll figure it out. But you uh, you call it anytime you want, Linda, okay? I will. Thank you. All right. Yes, ma'am. All right. This is Lindsay in Arkansas. Good morning, Lindsay. How are you feeling? I am feeling great. Um, Peter, I am, I am not a caregiver at the present time. My mom had Alzheimer's years ago, and I was a long-distance caregiver because my parents choose to leave the town I was living in and move to North Carolina. But something beautiful um, really, really resonates with me because the time when my mom had Alzheimer's was obviously a difficult time, but it was a beautiful time in some ways because she responded to music. And mom was not a believer. Uh, Well, I'm not going to say that. I think at the end she was, but she and my dad met in musical theater and um, we love songs from The King and I, um, I Love You, A Bushel, and A Peck. A lot of those songs, but we would call every, or I would call her every day. And I'd say, well, Mom, sing your favorite song. And it was Getting to Know You from The King and I. And we would always close with I Love You, A Bushel, and A Peck. And she was a Georgian, and she loved Georgia on my mind. And at her memorial service, we played that, and... My sister doesn't know the Lord, and she didn't want any of that Jesus stuff at her memorial. But Sally said to me, she said, you know, I've heard this song on the radio, Amazing Grace. I really like that. I'm thinking, well, you know, you may not know who that refers to, but yeah, we'll do it. Uh, But I just really wanted to thank you, uh, because I've been listening to your shows for years, Um. I'm not a caregiver. I'm a senior with challenges of my own. I have a lot of friends of mine that are caregivers, but I've been um, really, really blessed by your um, using a hymn every week. And uh, this morning I woke up, and at first I couldn't put it together, and then all of a sudden I was singing it. <laughs> so uh, well, I and that- wanted to call in and, and thank you. Well, thank you very much for saying that. That that is uh, that's that is the legacy of these great hymns and these songs, and and this is why we do them because they because you you can't recall all of a sudden you find yourself singing it, but then as you sing it as you go through the day, and as you are caring for someone with Alzheimer's, as you are caring for someone who is struggling, as you're dressing a wound, and and and, and or as you're looking at somebody who is hurting, and all of a sudden you can say. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. That's all I got. But he made something beautiful of my life. And Lindsay, thank you for for your words. Those are very meaningful words. And uh, I appreciate your your insights on that. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Peter Rosenberger. Have you ever helped somebody walk for the first time? I've had that privilege many times through our organization, Standing with Hope. When my wife, Gracie, gave up both of her legs following this horrible wreck that she had as a teenager, and she tried to save them for years, and it just wouldn't work out, and finally she relinquished them and thought, wow, this is it. I mean, I don't have any legs anymore. What can God do with that? And then... 
she had this vision for using prosthetic limbs as a means of sharing the gospel, to put legs on her fellow amputees, and that's what we've been doing now since 2005 with Standing With Hope. We work in the West African country of Ghana, and you can be a part of that through supplies, through supporting team members, through supporting the work that we're doing over there. You could designate a limb. There's all kinds of ways that you could be a part of giving the gift that keeps on walking at standingwithhope.com. Would you take a moment to go out to standingwithhope.com and see how you can give they go walking and leaping and praising God. You can be a part of that at standingwithhope.com. I'm Peter Rosenberger, and this is your Caregiver Minute. In the caregiving journey, we daily encounter high drama moments, and they can really wear on us. Some of those drama moments may be from our loved one. Others might be from friends and family or the medical community. And sometimes those high drama moments come internally as we mentally slap ourselves around over things we wish we had done better or wish we'd not done at all. You know, we're not going to eliminate all of those moments, but we can reduce them by asking one simple question. How important is this? See, that's the question. When we ask how important is this, it gives us and others an opportunity to prioritize and even detach from the circumstances so we can determine, is this really a crisis or maybe this is something we can just let go? How important is it for us to be calmer caregivers? And we can answer that one right now together. It's vitally important. This has been your Caregiver Minute with Peter Rosenberger, brought to you by Standing With Hope. There's more information at standingwithhope.com. Do you see, do you see all the people sinking down? Don't you care, don't you care? Are you gonna let them drown? How can you be so numb not to care if they come? You close your eyes and pretend the job's done. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. 888-589-8840. How many of you all are familiar with acrylic resin and uh, the catalyst that is used to turn this into a hard substance? It's a liquid acrylic resin. And what does this mean? Well... You've heard our story, and you've heard Gracie share her journey with prosthetic legs and so forth. And part of what we do with the work uh, in Ghana that we've done for many, many years with amputees is you build prosthetic legs and you use acrylic resin to make a socket. And it, 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 you make a mold of the amputated limb out of plaster and so forth, uh, casting material, and then you pour the resin over the mold and it allows you to, and it hardens up with this catalyst, and it makes a hard shell, and that's carved out, and that's what the, the limb fits into. That's the way Gracie's are made. Gracie has the very same thing, and we wrap it with a carbon fiber and, um, and make strong sockets that are lightweight and durable for patients. And with one gallon, you depending on the size of the patient, you can make sometimes four to six limbs uh, with one gallon. And we need that right now. And if you want to be a part of that, go out to Standing With Hope. Standing With Hope is the presenting sponsor of this show. And standingwithhope.com slash giving. And and I know it's not a very, you know, hip and cool thing to buy resin, but one gallon and you can buy, uh, you can help make four to six legs. You know, with with children, we can make more because they're smaller. But and if it's an above knee leg, of course it takes more. But but it's average it out, and so it's it's this extraordinary gift 
resin. Who'd have thunk? But it makes a big difference. And then they go walking and leaping and praising God. And you can go out to standingwithhope.com slash giving. And you can either support, just click on the Prosthetic Limb Outreach tab or the radio show for that, that we're doing here. And, and um, just whatever's on your heart and mind, uh, go and give the gift that keeps on walking. And it is, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful ministry. You look at the pictures there, you see Gracie and what she's done, what she's envisioned. And we're shipping over regular supplies. We're purchasing things and sending it and uh, sponsoring limbs. We can't send teams right now just because of COVID. It's just not really a good situation, but hopefully that will change. But you can be a part of that today. Um, Homer in Oklahoma. Homer, good morning. How are you feeling? Homer, you with me? Oh, there you go. Hi, Peter. Uh, it was cut off briefly. Well, you're striking a sympathetic tone to me this morning, as always. Uh, your music is always a blessing. Well, thank you very much, Homer. I do appreciate that. And it's, uh, you know, you and I have had a, a conversation over over the many years about these sort of things and why these things are important. And yes, it's Saturday morning. It's when we're the show air lives, and it's kind of quiet for a lot of caregivers. Hopefully, we're, you know, kind of getting used to the day and having a cup of coffee. And I thought instead of making my fellow caregivers and myself drink from the fire hose, we'd sit around the piano, and we strengthen each other to go and face the day. And of course, there are folks that are listening to this now that, you know, maybe in the afternoon or at night on the podcast or whatever. But it's still the same concept. Our lives are frenetic enough as caregivers. We don't need to be bombasted into activity. Mm-hmm. We need to catch our breath. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and that's why I love these mm-hmm. hymns, Homer, and I know you do too. So true. Very much so. Um, touching upon the uh, the orchard tender and the trees and the pruning, uh, you bring to mind Amos, uh, that great prophet, who having uh, low esteem in academia was strengthened and very strong in his skill set, being able to apply truth through mere uh, orchard tending. So that combined with the music this morning definitely resonates much needed in this time of so much death and problems. It is, and there's so much unsettledness in this world, and I didn't really go into that because you can look at cable news and hear 24 hours uh, commentary on that. And, and I have, I've been living with harsh realities for a very long time. Uh, we have a, a, uh, a surgery date now scheduled for Gracie for this next mm-hmm. surgery. And it, mm-hmm. it is going to be a very big one. It's going to take us a while to get all the things together and uh, we have to start on that immediately i had a conversation with the docs the surgeon's office this week a lot of task and when you've been doing this as long as grace and i have uh, the unsettledness um it's a familiar companion on this journey and the only way that grace and i have been able to calm our hearts steal ourselves strengthen ourselves is to go back to the Word of God, to go back to these principles that yes. are established that, that that go beyond unsettledness. So when I when I and, and of course Bill and Gloria Gaither captured this this song something beautiful. So when I play this, 
all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. And, mm. and I, I think Gracie and I have walked through this so many years with this, of recognizing mm. that we really just are broken people. But he made something yeah. beautiful of our life, and he's making it, and he will continue to make it. And it will, it, it, is, it is not a one-and-done issue. It's, it's a constant um, mm-hmm. emerging of his graciousness, his glory, his redemption, his restoration through this. Mm-hmm. But it is not easy, and we do have no. to wait. Uh, just like mm-hmm. that uh, singer in Nashville had to wait. And mm-hmm. we may have histrionics while looking at the carnage. Oh, and, true. As you know, have you ever had histrionics? I can't even speak this morning. Have you ever had histrionics while looking at the carnage, Homer? Uh, it's a lesson <laughs> imparted with some measure of pain. <laughs> well, uh, you know, and C.S. Lewis says that if you have, by the way, if y'all, if you, if you want a good book to read, I, I would recommend the problem of pain. Uh, C.S. Lewis, but he, you know, and that's what he says that pain is God's megaphone. Sure, and he gets sure, and he gets our attention yeah. with it, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, C.S. Lewis, a very good reference. I'm familiar with this book, A Grief Observed. Peter, let me leave you with this. Uh, one of my favorite hymns: "Be still, my soul; the Lord is on thy side." And this morning, while sitting out, looking out at the beauty of God's creation, it dawned upon me that before the uh, the tuning in 440, uh, God imparted 432, which is uh, which is performed by the Isaacs. They did a, a musical album, uh, God's Tuning 432, and there's a resonance that God imparts and by what you're sharing about the absolute truth that God is always with us, always time, always comes through pain, oftentimes in pain, uh, because the emptier the vessel, the sweeter the resonance. Indeed. I love this hymn too. Be still my soul. Yes. That's, that is a great, great text. Be still, my soul, the Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to thy God to order and provide. In every change he faithful will remain. Be still, my soul, thy best, thy heavenly friend, through thorny ways leads to a joyful end. And that Amen. is a powerful message this morning. Homer, thank you as always. You 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 bring a... A, a timely insight to this, and I do appreciate very much that you called. God okay? bless you. Okay. You too. This is why we do this. I'm not going to make you drink from the fire hose for this program. You get enough of that if you if you flip through the channels on cable news or anything else. I know my fellow caregivers. I know the journey, and I know that we are torqued on a good day and we're frantic on a lot of days and so the purpose of this show is just to provide a safe place for you to come and just catch your breath take a knee listen to me play a little melody on the keyboard that will hopefully stick with you until the next time we can hang out together 
Because between now and then, you and I both are going to have tough moments. We're going to have dark times. We're going to have dark thoughts. But it's in those moments that we can recall to our mind these things. Jeremiah said this in Lamentations. I remember the wormwood and the gall. I mean, he was just really, it was just so visceral. And he said, but this I recall to mine, and therefore I have hope. Great is thy faithfulness. And each morning there are new mercies. And so my my question to you is, can you write this down on a, would you write this down? I know you can. Would you write this down on a, a post-it note or something? I, I have on my office a post-it note that I've had for years and I put it right there on the door as I walk into the office from a hymn. And it's, the line is, ponder anew what the Almighty can do. It's praise to the Lord the Almighty is the name of the hymn. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do. And then Gracie had that beautifully framed um, with some calligraphy or something like that. And it, it hangs on my office wall. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do. So when you look at the devastation in your life, Understand that God is not freaked out by this. He knows what he's doing. He is skilled in these things. He is God all by himself. And he can indeed and will and is making something beautiful of your life and my life. This is Hope for the Caregiver. Hopeforthecaregiver.com. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.